Hello and welcome to the Pet People Podcast with your host Angela Fagan, sponsored by TrustMyPetBusiness.com. Find all things pets in one place. Hi and welcome to Meet the Pet People Podcast with me, your host Angela Fagan. Uh, today we're going to be talking to Michael Hernose, who is the CEO of Tractive, the GPS tracker for dogs and cats. We're going to find out a bit more about why Michael started the company and he's going to tell us all about his fantastic product. So without further ado, let's meet Michael. Thank you for joining us today at Meet the Pet People podcast. I wanted to find out more, Michael, about your amazing story behind creating the business and hopefully pet parents out there can learn a little bit more about GPS tracking because it's something that certainly fascinates me. So if you can tell everyone out there a bit more about who you are and what it is your business does. Yeah, my name is Michael Wunders. Uh, uh, I'm the CEO and one of the founders of Tractive. And what we do here at Tractive is we develop uh, GPS tracking devices and activity monitors for cats and dogs. So it's little devices that go on the collar um, of the cat or of the dog, uh, about 30 grams of weight. And then uh, once you have that on uh, the collar, you can on your smartphone directly check the exact location of your cat and dog at any point in time. Right. So this uh, is typically used when you want to know where your dog is because your dog has escaped the backyard or your dog has uh, uh, has run off uh, once you've uh, unleashed the dog, depending on the breed, that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, or if the dog uh, smells a rabbit or anything or, or a deer and is gone, right? Those are the use cases for our product and then in the cat market uh, a similar similar situation so cats often uh, don't find their way home uh, so you just take a look on, on your phone and know where they are or if you're just curious and say where does my cat sleep all day long who feeds my cat right where does my <laughs> yeah. cat run around if you want to know that then uh, Tractive is also a good solution for you right great and, and via smartphone is that how pet parents would would be able to track their pet that's correct. You yeah. take the smartphone, it's a free app for the smartphone that connects to the device uh, and then you can uh, on the smartphone, on uh, Google Maps or Apple Maps, depending on what smartphone you have, uh-huh. you can see the exact live location uh, of your pet. Brilliant. So Michael, tell us a bit more about why you started Tractive. What was, what's the story behind it? I used to work uh, at Amazon in the US. Uh, I was a technical program manager there for Kindle Fire, the the tablet that Amazon launched uh, quite a few years ago now. And uh, back then in 2012, a friend of mine called me and said his dog has escaped the the backyard uh, and he's looking for friends to help him find the dog. So we're we're running around Cupertino actually in in California Uh uh, in the neighborhoods uh, looking for his dog. Uh, which we finally found two hours later, but we were all tech guys and engineers and developers and wondered why there is not a single device out there that can kind of like on your smartphone show you the location of your dog or cat. Yeah. Uh, and it was then when we had the idea and said, why don't we just develop it? Uh-huh. And that's really how it all started. Uh-huh. Uh, I quit my job a few days later at Amazon and I said, maybe this is the one thing, the one idea I've been waiting for uh, to just uh, actually develop. Uh-huh. And then together with my two co-founders um, from Austria, I actually found it attractive uh, and that was end of 2012. Right, wow. Because, I mean, I even remember years ago, um, the this, the problem was always the battery size or, or um, when we thought about um, GPS trackers for dogs and cats. So how have you got around that? that? Obviously, the weight's always an issue with 
um, maybe pet parents who are thinking about buying a product like this? Yeah. So uh, I think it's always been and it continues to be a trade-off between size of the device and mm. battery life. And battery life, obviously, the bigger the battery, the longer the battery life. Yeah. Over the years, we've improved and the, the technology, the chipsets have improved to consume less battery. LTE chips use less battery, so that's why there's a lot of things have happened. We also now use a, a Wi-Fi chip uh, right. in the device as well, so it can detect when uh, the dog is at home, and once the dog is at home, uh -huh. we are shutting off the GPS and some other sensors, so to be in a battery safe mode, uh, where uh -huh. we can now last up to two to even three weeks, depending on, on wow. the usage of the device with the latest model. Wow. Uh, so we continue to try to innovate on the firmware side, on the electronic side of things, uh -huh. uh, to just uh, improve that. Yeah, well, that's brilliant because I think um, I think back in the early days of um, GPS trackers, I think they were only lasting maybe twelve hours. So to get weeks out of them potentially now is huge, um, and and a great idea to switch it off when it's in the house because that does make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so. and especially because the devices typically use the most battery power when they are inside uh, a building because then the, the devices need more power to actually connect to the cellular networks. That's why uh, the in-house performance is actually uh, extremely important. Right, cool. And what about your pet runs out the door and you don't actually realise that they've gone out? Is there a sort of system that, that's in place to, to warn you when the pet goes outside a perimeter, for example? Yeah, so you get an alarm as soon as the dog leaves a particular area around your house or backyard or or village or however you set it up so it's kind of a perimeter around your house or right. kind of like the what we call it a virtual fence that you set on the map and then if the dog leaves this area you get an alarm or a push notification on your smartphone if you take your dog obviously for a walk you know that you're walking there you kind of like expect the notification to be there anyways uh -huh. uh, but in general this is uh, this is how it works and this is how you would immediately get notified if the dog runs away Right, brilliant. I'm just even thinking about people out there who have dog walkers out with their dogs. So if, for example, if you're in the office and your dog walker comes and takes your dog for a walk, I presume you could set it up to make sure the dog did actually get walked. Would that be the case? I mean, yeah. absolutely. It will record uh, where the dog went. Uh, it will be recorded how active the dog was in terms right. of sleep time and moving time. And it will record the trace. So if your dog walker tells you they went... Uh, eight miles or eight kilometers uh, and you only see two then uh -huh. something strange yeah because <laughs> i think that's one of the probably the big things as well with people um, maybe acquiring a pet during lockdown who've never had to think about going out to the office and you know the dog who's been used to having them there all day is suddenly left on their own so i think that um, having the peace of mind even if they do have a dog walker to know that their beloved pet's been walked the way that they would walk them um, so that, that's really good. Absolutely. I think that's one case with the dog walkers. On the other side, it's also if the dog walker unleashes the dog in a dog park or something like that, and yeah. something happens or the dog walker for some reason doesn't close the door well or whatever might happen, right? Uh -huh. And the dog runs out. Uh, it's just an additional safety mechanism um, that's very inexpensive these days compared to how the prices were four, five, six years yeah. ago. So the devices now go for in, in, in pounds around 40 pounds right. uh, and about five pounds a month uh, so it's kind of very much affordable for any dog owner or cat owner really uh, if you compare the cost uh, of the five pounds a month to to 
the food yeah. that you, you feed your cat or your dog, it's, it's really negligible these days. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what, what countries do you sell Tractive in, Michael? We have uh, now customers in 175 different countries. So we are a true right. global, a global company, but the, our strongest footprint is in Europe or Western Europe mm -hmm. and uh, in North America, especially US and Canada. Right. So say, for example, I'm located in the UK, so would I need a particular SIM card to work with the, the tracker? No, I think that's one of the, the, the good things about Tractive or the way we developed our devices is that it doesn't matter what SIM card you have on your phone and you only sign up for the device for Tractive, you pay the £5 a month and you can use it anywhere, whether that's in in the UK or in Germany or anywhere else. Right. Uh, so it's literally once you receive the device that you uh -huh. purchased, it's going to be two minutes to set it up uh, and it will just automatically work. Right, that's what I mean. And, uh -huh. and I mean. technically, Tractive works like a smartphone. So it's, it's technically a small smartphone without a display, um, meaning that there is a SIM card fully integrated in the device, mm -hmm. but the customer doesn't have to care about this. Uh, we do, uh, and the, what it does internally is the SIM card itself checks the best available network at any location where you're currently at, mm -hmm. and then it will use this network. And if the dog runs in an area where a certain cellular provider is not available, uh -huh. it will just switch to the next one automatically, and you don't even realize it as a, as a user, and you don't have to because it doesn't uh -huh. make a difference for you. That's brilliant because I think, you know, if you're not used to a, a sort of particular technology, you might think, um, what am I going to have to learn to use this? So it sounds like it's pretty much just put it on your pet and, and off you go because you guys have thought of everything. Tell me again, Michael, where you can buy Tractive if, if I'm in, for example, the UK, how can I buy it? Yeah, we typically sell uh, for the most part online. Uh, you will find Tractive uh, obviously on the Tractive website. Uh, you'll find it on Amazon. You'll find it um, on any uh, of the larger pet retailers or pet online retailers that you might want to take a look at. So for uh -huh. the most part online, but uh, if you type Tractive in Google, uh -huh. I'm sure you'll find the right spot. Uh, for us as a, as a young company, we obviously always prefer if you buy direct with us. Yeah. And we do have a UK warehouse and ship from the UK locally. Right, that's brilliant. So just even for pet business owners listening to you, Michael, you'll be inspirational for them because you had an idea about um, a problem that you could solve and you've created it into a phenomenally successful business. So just going back to the early days of you thought of this idea where you could develop with your um, your co-founders a, um, a GPS tracker for dogs. What sort of challenges have you faced over the early days, especially in maybe that first year? So for us, I think it was in particular challenging because we didn't know how to build hardware. We never did before. Uh -huh. uh, and when we had the initial idea, we actually, um, yeah, were fairly naive when we founded the company and we said, we somehow going to figure out the hardware piece. And it was actually quite a bit harder than we thought. Uh -huh. um, and especially nowadays, I think the challenge uh, kind of like it, it keeps haunting us a little bit, the hardware piece with Corona, supply chain, availability of components. Yeah. Um, is a challenge uh, for us what we always tried we always uh, talked to a lot of other stuff back then startups or companies that were just one step further ahead than we were mm -hmm. and I think that helped us a lot in getting better improving our own game our own metrics and how we set things up 
mm-hmm. how we structure the team, how we uh, make certain decisions, uh, what we do in our office, and kind of like it was a lot of exchanges with uh, other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And we always tried to talk to the ones that were just one or two steps ahead of us because mm-hmm. we figured that's where we can learn uh, the most, and mm-hmm. that really helped us. Uh, and I would recommend this to really any entrepreneur, whether in the pet space or not. Yeah, no, that's a that's fascinating because I think in the early days, especially in the pet business, when you start, you're often working on your own or within a very small team, and you might not have the 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 you know all the expertise you need in that team. But if you can reach out to other people who've been there and done it, then that's certainly um, worthwhile. So, Michael, I'd love to know what are the most common questions that people ask you. Yeah, so I think I mean a lot of the the questions are around. Um, whether we were ever afraid that somebody could copy it or it sounds like a very mm-hmm. easy idea is this something that everybody can build is this something like that seems very easy to copy yeah. uh, and i think it's i always say it's like one percent is is the idea and 99 percent is execution it's yeah. all about not just talking about oh i had this idea as well <laughs> but really about doing it implementing it and then um really uh, actually executing it and, and bringing the product to life yeah. uh, and I think it's just uh, this is a uh, this is the hard part this is the challenging part uh, and this is something where you can't give up when uh, when you're 95 percent there and it gets really really hard yeah. um, and I think that's that's one of the things that we have done particularly well uh, at least in hindsight uh, that I think I would do it this way again uh-huh. and yeah, so one of the, the, the success factors for us also was that uh, a lot of companies in our industry or in the GPS tracking field mm-hmm. try to do GPS tracking for everything, for mm-hmm. pets, for cars, for suitcases and for bicycles. And uh, they try to be very generic GPS tracking devices. Mm-hmm. We have a very different approach. We said we'd rather be the best, the best in pets than an average GPS tracker for everything. Yeah. And for us, this strategy was uh, was great and I would continue to we continue to do that and I think I would recommend this to every uh, entrepreneur in the pet space to be the best in one thing rather than doing 15 things but uh, not well yeah no that's a great um, a great mantra to to give out there to pet business owners and, and even entrepreneurs out there who are thinking um, what's my next big idea um, and I think it's so so true what you say there that lots of people will say oh I had that idea and I could have done that and and it's it's easy but you Michael gave up a, a good job in, in in the states to come back and develop this and that must have taken a lot of faith in yourself and also in your idea. Yeah, I think uh, again it was a piece of uh, na- naivety I guess it's just like not thinking this could fail um, and uh, yeah and then it's all about trying it and doing it. I uh-huh. think the pet industry in general is very far behind of in, in terms of digital and very far behind in, in entrepreneurship and there's so many opportunities uh-huh. aside from the large corporates that own the pet food market and, mm-hmm. and the pharmaceutical market which is great and I think a lot of them doing a great job but I think it's there's plenty of opportunity for entrepreneurs. It's uh, much, much less entrepreneurial right now uh, than the human space is. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of opportunities to be uncovered in the next few years from uh, young entrepreneurs. Yeah, great, because there's been incredible growth in the, the pet market even in the past few years, um, especially even before pandemic. Um, there was a, a, a huge surge and I think people are just starting to waken up to the, the fact that it's a huge growth industry. 
Absolutely, and I think uh, more and more industry events actually come up around pets, uh, mm -hmm. pet startups or pet initiatives or pet companies, and that has been very helpful for us too, to uh, attend those, uh, have the conversations with fellow entrepreneurs in a similar field or in the mm -hmm. field of pets, um, and uh, obviously in the pet field what makes it great is that everybody just loves the cats and loves the dogs yeah. and some are more the dog people and some are more the cat people uh, and I'm uh, as you can imagine kind of both are a uh -huh. mix between um, and that's uh, that's the fun thing and I think if you're a cat lover and a dog lover and uh, entrepreneurial then um, uh, it's a good time now to, to start a business in that in that field I think there's so many so many opportunities out there. Uh -huh. That's great, Michael. I think that we've, we've learned a good deal about Tractive and I certainly am going to go and mm -hmm. check it out again now. I have uh, three dogs and, and one cat. Um, and the cat, he when he disappears, we always wonder where he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, here you go, here you go. <laughs> so that I'll be checking, him, checking uh, out a cat one for him. So that's great. So thank you, Michael. Much appreciated. And thanks very much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for your time as well. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Meet the Pet People podcast, presented by Angela Fagan and sponsored by TrustMyPetBusiness.com. Find all things pets in one place.